um, just imagining the intro music <laughs> playing me in. Can you guys, can you guys do something? There we go. Lovely. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the More Than Muscle podcast. We're back. I nearly said baby like Austin Powers, but I fought every urge um, in my body to do that. Um, how are you guys? Let's pretend like we've not been spending time, like 30 minutes setting this all up. Yeah, we're, yeah. we are actually, if you can't see us, we're, we're actually in Max's place. So welcome yeah. to our new podcast location. New abode. Um, it's so aesthetic. What can I say? I love yeah, it. I love we it. love this. <laughs> so I hope it sounds all right. It's the influence of life. Um, today. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. I was gonna say I'm all good. You can tell we're, we can tell we're out of sync, can't you? <laughs> Shaking off the rust. Andy, Andy, how are you? It's been a while. It's, it's it. been a while. It's been a, been a hot minute. It's been quite a while, but yeah. yeah. I feel like we could update everyone on what's happened, but it's been like months, so I'm I'm assuming they're not that interested in it. No, they'll yeah. they'll um. We'll slowly get that. That's fine. We, yeah. could, we could do the social plugs now, yeah. but I could, let, let's, let, let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about wealth and fitness. Whoa. So uh, barriers to entry, access to fitness uh, from a young age, how much it impacts you growing up. And I think it's it's going to be, it's a, a hot button topic is, uh, is yeah. what I'll probably, uh, probably describe it as. But should we kick things off? Uh, let's, let's go back to the very beginning childhood um, as, you, as you're growing up obviously uh, access to after school clubs uh, equipment uh, the schooling that you go into you have to pay for extra whatever sport it is that you might want to play um, how do you think it impacts your later life and approach to fitness from how you're treated when it comes to sport at a young age mm, that's a good question do you want to go first you I go first because <laughs> Mr. Sporty. I think um, it definitely has a, a part to play, especially like different areas that you come from, whether the, the council that you're like living within has funding for the schools and stuff like mm. that with regards to like one, the quality of access of the sport, you know, in your PE and stuff like that and like the equipment you can get hold of. But like, you know, I played football. It's one of those sports where you don't need much. You need a some leather little ball that you found that can mm. be ripped to shreds and then like some jumpers for goalposts but certainly like different sports you might not have access to you know mm. you'll talk about basketball and things like that yeah. needing courts and whether that. you have stuff like that you know if you play tennis you know in Surrey we see it quite a lot people do yeah. tennis for PE you know we didn't have things like that because it cost money so I, I think there's definitely a lot of scope with that um, there's layers to it I mean you can yeah. go all the way up to things like you know if I, wanna, if I was uh, into winter sports so that was my calling and I thought mm. wow I would love to be a professional snowboarder or I'd love for that to be my thing um, I, I wouldn't have access to that because that would cost a fortune to go to an indoor slope or and then all the gear on top of that yeah etc mm. um, I mean we're in Surrey so fencing or something uh, <laughs> something a little croquet perhaps um, well, just all, I, those, all those posher sports yeah I didn't actually I was the person who always forgot in inverted commas my PE kit <laughs> or I would just like leave it in my mum's car because I didn't ever want to do PE wasn't mm. interested when it came to sport outside as well I wasn't bothered about anything because um, quite frankly I was pretty rubbish with a lot of stuff when it came to sport sport was always for my brother <laughs> like he was so good at everything but um, yeah so I just didn't take to any sport but what I loved doing was just going outside 
and playing like I'd play play 24 7 I'd always be outside playing and we like we grew up on a farm so we were really active um you were playing but, croquet you were doing those no, sports no it honestly <laughs> wasn't I, I think I think now if you look at Ofsted I think I went to like the, the worst school in the whole of the Surrey County. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I went there. So we definitely didn't have croquet. I feel like saying the worst in Surrey is like saying you yeah. stayed at the worst five-star hotel in the yeah. Bahamas. <laughs> still better than all the schools that I had access to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but, just, yeah. Yeah, just going back to that, I think like, yeah, obviously equipment and, and you know, that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of it comes down to the funding of actually having good teachers and coaches. Yeah. Because... You know, there was times when I had PE and it was just your English teacher or your maths teacher or the support staff taking your PE lesson and they're literally standing there for the hour with their whistle and giving you a timer and going, go and get on with it rather than there was actually any like, mm. this is how you play football, this is how you do basketball, this is how you do weightlifting or whatever. Um, and, you know, we go to some of the schools now when we walk in in Surrey and, you know, you look at like places like Gordon's and places like that, they've got like specialist teachers for like certain things yeah i do think it's improved a hell of a lot because they're they're more focused now on getting kids active which is great yeah that's that's what i did for my work experience actually mm. throwing it way back when i was about 15 i worked for horsham district council um <laughs> and i went around primary schools teaching sports yeah and because it was me um the guy that i was doing it with got me to always do basketball with them and yeah, it was that exposure I, so I was like a god to them because yeah. i could dunk and i was just like whoa even though it was about a 10 like no, no not a 10 foot rim 10 foot regulation it was about a seven foot rim so i could i could do it without jumping yeah <laughs> um, yeah but honestly i think that sort of access to it when you, and when you see kids playing at a young age and they're, they're exposed to new things you're so much more susceptible into realizing oh this is this is for me this yeah is fun. yeah just bringing that back up like one of my first jobs was doing that i used to work for a company what was it called all sports in schools and um we used to do like the ppa cover so back in the day teachers would have to take their marking home and then i think the government made a law that they had to do that within time so we would go in as a company and then take out different classes or year groups and act as their PE teachers but one thing that really stood out was you could see the diversity from children you know you know the people that had like fresh adidas predator boots <laughs> and then the ones that couldn't even you know they had two like left plimsolls or whatever they they didn't want to take part because they didn't have the funding to wear the nice stuff they were almost embarrassed or they were segregated away and so I think schools are now doing a better like thing at like including by providing as well or there's like more well I'd hope there'd be more like support so that people would be more inclusive but you could definitely see those days like some people would be like you I don't I'm going to forget my kit on purpose <laughs> because they felt segregated or you know so funding is a massive part I think and that goes down later on it's like oh I've got gym anxiety I don't want to go and do it but maybe that started you know, 10, mm. 10 15, mm -hmm. 20 years ago at the root cause. Yeah, you, you're always told what's your thing yeah. as a kid yeah. growing up as well. And if if, if it does, if something doesn't seem like your thing, yeah. then you disassociate you kind of mold your, Yeah, you kind of yeah. mold yourself to that. You fit what you're told you, you, yeah. you fit into. So yeah. um, take me, for example, I was tall from a very young age. So everyone was like, Max, you should play basketball. Yeah. So it's not me playing a sport and realizing I like this. It's me being physically in the right sort of shape yeah, to for, play a yeah. sport, so I'm so that I am therefore funneled in that direction. Same principle. If you're if you're stocky and muscular from a young age, you're probably you know shoehorned into playing rugby. It's not necessarily what you enjoy the most, but 
maybe you just take enjoyment because you're good at it. And I think it's it's rare people find things that they're bad at that they still enjoy. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. becomes your identity, doesn't it? Yeah. For everything. Yeah, precisely. And to go on to wealth again. So um, looking at a show I remember I was shown in, in PEGCSE ages ago. One of, the, one of the ones, you know when your teacher's feeling a bit lazy and they just put sort of like <laughs> a, an episode of something on to entertain the, entertain the kids. But it stuck with me. It was called Trophy Kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, I've seen this. Yeah. yeah. So it's just parents plowing tens, if not hundreds of thousands into their kids' sport mm. to make them an elite athlete. Mm. And it just, it begs the question... A, is that healthy for the child and their relationship with sport? And B, I've already forgotten my B point. Um, but let's unpack A. Yeah, that, you know what? <laughs> you know, <it's> a, <laughs> you can tell it's been a while. It's been a while. We'll get better at this. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a good point because, like, you know, we've had the experience of, you know, clients bringing their kids and really, mm. like, putting big, big amount of cash over the years into their children, becoming elite. And equally, you know, experience with my dad for example it's like all he really gave me was loads of love and we played sport and we played football and then I learned to love it because of those experiences that I had and then where has that left me now with regards to my relationship with football let's say and and sport and stuff like that and there wasn't really a penny spent really in comparison let's say so I think from my own experience with clients and also where I've come in in sport I don't think cash is the be all and end all I actually think it's the fun factor and you, you drive elite out of that to begin with. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was going to say, there must, there must become a point where you can throw so much cash into it, but that would, that would only take them so far. Mm. And they must feel so, well, just watching the, uh, the show, they must feel so much pressure on yeah. these kids to like force themselves to, this is what you're doing. Mm. You've got to enjoy it because we've put a lot of money into this. Mm. Um, Maybe they don't even realise how much money the parents have put Oftentimes, into like, it. You don't have a concept of no, how much you're spending. No, you don't. At that age. You definitely don't. Just recently, like with regards to elite sport, football again is my thing. So, looking into that, that clubs have started to do this thing called duty of care for when kids get released. So they've been in elite sport all the way through to like 16 years old, and like you were talking about with their identity, mm. like their footballers in their head, and then they get released. And it's like, what happens now? Fuck. <laughs> Mental health issues. Your, your identity is no longer you anymore. You may struggle to find another club. What do you do with your life? And so I know clubs are now putting this thing called duty of care in where, you know, they either help them with education that helps them find a route back into sport. Maybe that's coaching. You know, look at mm. us. Um, personal training you called us PE teachers personal training we found another way um, we actually are yeah we, we found another way of like doing what we love through coaching um, but back in the day certainly when I was released from wherever I was there was no duty of care you were just hung out to dry and it was like now what trying to get a job and like you'd never really got one other than the one you were doing in sport and so yeah. I think certainly from a football's perspective they're starting to become aware of it but like you say happens in all sports it happens in all sports but I don't, I don't know whether like when you become so identity like your identity is such a big strong thing with what you associate whether you can really get around it at all if you don't channel it in the right way yeah yeah that makes that makes perfect sense I mean you're never going to have total equal opportunity is the tricky thing mm. so mm-hmm. the thing is there may be someone that could have been 
better than Messi at football, better than LeBron at basketball, but because they never were given the exposure to the sport at the right time, the right amount of money, you know, cost of living crisis. You've got to look at how much it's costing parents if you want to play sport at a decent level. You've got to travel. You've got to drive them around. Yeah. Have they got the time as yeah. well? You know, are they able mm-hmm. to drive their kids halfway across the country for a tryout for this, that, and the other? There could be an untold amount of potential talent which has been sat on and missed yeah. simply for the fact that there's lack of opportunity Funding. and how much of that comes down to money that's that's relative I suppose you know you can always argue you will always find the money for the things that you really really want yeah that's a good it's a great point and like mm. so I was speaking to one of my clients and he's recently you know his children have you know they finished small school they're going into secondary school and the, the reason why they selected this particular school is PE is a big part of what they do mm. but they they have like what they call elite pathways where you know, there's certain criteria the kids need to meet and it helps them go into sports teams. But then they don't just like banish the kids that are not going down that pathway. And they're still like really looking after, you know, because of the whole obesity crisis and helping people move and have good relationships with food. They're still going down the route of like, this is PE, but it's like, we're going to do orienteering. So it kind of has like geography involved in it, mm. but it's activity. Still active, And they're yeah. keeping kids because again, going back to identity, it's like, <laughs> well, no one has to be elite all the time but you still need to be active and you still need to understand the value of it and I think you know we've done previous episodes about obesity and things like that but starting them young in that regard will help them and help everybody with this whole crisis get around it and then secondly I think like it's really important that you know when we we look at our clients we find that you know we always get oh it's expensive or it's not expensive but the truth is it never comes down to the actual currency of money. It comes down to the perceived value of it. Now, if you look at those two th- points that I've just made, I think if kids are now shown the value of exercise from a young age, then this question might not be such a big question as time moves forward yeah. because yeah. it's perceived differently. But I, but then again, I just think that comes down with through generations. Yeah. But if, if parents are valuing that, then yeah. they'll probably look at investing their money for their kids in that area Mm. I think if parents don't value health and exercise and that doesn't necessarily mean from a financial perspective but if they don't see it as a priority then maybe they won't push their kids in that way they Mm. might they might take other avenues yeah coming back to the sort of travel thing um, when it comes to sport and putting value on, on on your kids in sport it reminds me of a time I was speaking to a family friend and He's very wealthy. Um, he owns um, part of uh, Crystal Palace Football Club. And got talking in the pub and he basically said the thing which money gives him more than anything is time. Mm. And that is by far and away the most valuable thing you can take from it. You don't have to wait at an airport. You get on a private plane. You don't have to uh, have, well, have to wait for anything, to be honest with you. Uh, reservations, you know, you can pay for um, convenience uh, everything so you're you're done faster you've got what you need faster mm. and is that what's actually giving people access to sport it needs is time the real advantage and not necessarily money when it comes to sport yeah or are they directly what, correlated what do you mean so if but I, d- I don't think you can cheat out of like practice and being yeah. good at something is that what no, you mean no 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 abs- absolutely not I'm saying that well I think it's the biggest the biggest thing that we hear from our clients is I've not got time or prospective yeah, yeah, clients yeah, okay. I've not yeah. got time to train and yeah. is is that actually a wealth thing 
because the thing is, you know, you're hustling, you, you know, if you're busting your balls mm. to make rent every month, that's what's actually causing you to feel burnt out, to not have the free time or the energy to yeah. then come in and train and have a good relationship with sport. I think it, yeah, it's, it's actually a really good point because mm. I think it, it's quite individualized because there's different facets to their reason why one, they can't afford it or two, they haven't got time for it. And like, it comes down to priority and we've always spoken about this, but also value for the thing that you're prioritizing. So like, if it is fat loss or fitness or strength, then you're going to stick that high enough in your, your value list, you're going to probably turn up. But there's also different phases in your life. So like there's different things that happen. So for example, if you're getting married, you might stick it in a, a higher list because you want to look good at your wedding, for example. And then Speaking that time experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, he's not. I'm not. But what I'm saying is the, dri the driver is greater in yeah. that, in those then areas. It changes. Yeah. Now, um, my good friend, Jay, um, once said to me a really really good saying and I, I really like it it gets harder to get out of bed when the sheets are silk and what he's referring to then was back in the day when he was trying to become an athlete he was hustling he had no money he was just about the sport it was the only thing was about winning and then you get to the position of being number one in England at your sport and you know you get sponsorship deals you start getting paid and then that driver that was getting you out of bed at like 6am to go for your run is now not as big because the sheets are silk mm. and I'm not saying our clients are all like this but we've had people walk through our doors where they have the luxury of picking and choosing when they fancy but mm. your value should always stick and if it doesn't stick because nothing is ever that static in life and we've seen um parents pumping loads of money into our ch their children because they want to like get to elite levels and then what actually happens is the child changes they don't want to do it anymore like their, their interests have changed and that you know the family is still trying to pump that same cash in but the points changed and i think i think that's more of the predictor rather than time money are you turning up if that i makes mean sense. we've yeah. all we've all got between us some great paid clients and then some clients who have lots and lots of time on their hands. And I don't think that there is, the ones with more time on their hands, that they dedicate more time to training, mm. or there's they have more of a driver to training, than the ones that have less time on their hands, but it's a higher priority to them, their yeah. health and fitness. Mm. Um, I can see, if if like health and fitness for somebody is a high priority then i think that they'll make the time to do it yeah whatever it is time can, time can make it more convenient yeah but the thing is there are so many other factors at play you know i might yeah. my, my clients younger are they single which yeah. is probably one of the biggest ones the, th the thing is if you've not got a partner you're probably going to train more because you know you're going out you're trying to attract someone um, there, there, are, there are other things at play yeah. outside of time time can make it more convenient for you to train yeah. but it's not going to give you the motivation to train yeah yeah. I, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. money gives you more opportunity and it gives you more access it doesn't necessarily make, mean that you're going to take that with both hands and whether you care about it so I think, I think they're like correlated indirectly yeah. they don't run parallel so here's, here's a question then directly relating to money then does paying for no, I won't say a personal trainer because we we've all got bias there. Um, but I'll make it more. Yes. Uh, I'll make it. I'll make it a bit more. I'll, I'll make it a bit more interesting for us. Does paying for a better quality gym improve the result that you'll get? No. No. You don't think so? No. 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 So if I have uh, better quality machines, kit, 
it's probably like cleaner and better kept. So I maybe again, when it comes to motivation, I want to spend more time there. Yeah. In that regard. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. In that regard, maybe like I don't look for those kind of things in the gym. I'll go up to the I'll go up to the barbells and see if they spin. I'll see if they've got like proper weight plates. Like that's the stuff that I'll look at. If like all the all the machines are clean, like there's a nice vibe, cool lighting, then maybe people want to spend more time there Precisely, for yeah. that reason. But I guess everyone looks for for different things when they come to the gym. But I don't think you have to spend heaps on getting a gym membership. Um, and I think you could do a leg let's say you do a leg press or a leg extension at one gym the next gym has the same leg extension or a slightly different leg extension you're still doing the same exercise the dumbbells they're the same dumbbells ones might look more shiny than the others but (laughs) it's still but i think it's more about the vibe and the Mm. atmosphere and how much you want to be there will entice you more to go I, i put it down to three things to get results educated purpose so you go into the gym, you want that particular gym because of whatever it is you've learned about that you want to use it for. The second thing would be about like your time usage. So it goes back to what we're talking about. Maybe it gives you more, you have more time if you're like wealthy, let's say. Yeah. And then the final thing is genetics. If you're looking at physique, because there's some things that you're going to have access to at a quicker rate based on your genetics yeah. versus others. So you might need to work harder or you're pissing in the wind trying to achieve a certain thing based on the way you are. And I think Mm. if you put those three things together, that's what helps you get whatever transformation it is you're looking for. Um, So going back to the gym, I think it depends, to be honest. Mm. Like I've got great results in the shittest gyms possible, but equally I've had the greatest time. And that's made me train better, let's say, when I've gone to really nice environments to train. So, I mean, I I, I look at a place like a a commercial gym, like a gym group or a pure gym. Mm. The, the places are quite nice like they're, mm. they're, they're usually mm-hmm. clean the kit the kit's pretty decent they've got a decent number of machines um but what puts me off going there are the hordes of people yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. the type of people that sometimes go to those places you know you're going to get a bunch of 15 year olds uh, all hoarding around the same bench and mm-hmm. like you know everyone's got seven tripods filming yeah. the one set so that can be quite irritating and put you off of one place but then again i've got a client who comes and sees me once a week and he trains three times a week in the gym group because it's 24 hour. Mm. Yeah, so exactly. the thing is, it's convenience for him. And I always say when it comes to the best workout for fat loss or the best workout you can do is the one you're actually going to do. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if the gym is the gym you're actually going to go to, whether it's like convenience of where you are or anything like that, then that's the gym which yeah. you've got to go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not to say that the more expensive the gym is, the more you're going to stick to that. Some people like to throw money at things because they yeah. think if they're paying for it and it's more expensive, then I'm going to go more often. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> that's not really the case. Absolutely. Also, it's to, you know to do with culture and, and a sense of belonging. So I think like if you're a weightlifter, it's really nice to go to a weightlifting gym because you're part of that community and you, you feel motivated and everyone's singing from your hymn sheet. You know, so if you go to the communities and the kind of like culture places that you want to be in that are gonna drive you, then that will elevate you more. It's when you're like the complete opposite and you go into someone else's back door, you either accept where you're going and you, you work and or, or you're kind of seen as an outsider and you're kind of the person that's moaning about everything. Oh, barbells mm. are like this or they don't have the dumbbells that I want. Mm. Yeah. So it's like be selective, do your like education um, and then go where you need to go. I, I think some of the worst gyms that I've been to are the ones that have like 
so many variants in that there is no belonging anywhere. It's like a mixed. There's mixed messages. They mix everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of like where um, I found it hard in gyms is when I've gone to those places that don't have any like. Yeah. There's no culture there. We've been to this incredible gym in Cyprus, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's at the bottom of an apartment block, and it's like a basement and all it is is machines 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 everywhere like they have a machine for every single muscle you have in your body and there's no like walkway around the gym there's nothing you just walk in between the machines Mm, and it's you go in there you're like okay I'm going to get a pump today. (laughs) Shout out out Monty Napper. Yeah Monty Napper gym yeah and it's um but you know what you're going in there for. Pump. Like, yeah, you just go in the there pump. to use the machines. Yeah. The plasma pump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's play a little game, guys. So um, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a budget game uh, or a shopping list game, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, cost of living, everything that's, you know, hitting the country at the moment. Say you've only got hundred pounds of disposable income. Four more than usual. What yeah, a it's, it's decent. Yeah, exactly. Say, so you got hundred pound a okay. month. Okay. And you've got to spend it on fitness. Okay. Mm. I'll say you can't say personal training and you can't say uh, gym membership. You've got both of those things covered. What would you do with it? So what would you do with a hundred pounds? Like what? What are you spending that disposable income on if it's physical activity? Okay, that's a good question. You want to go first? He's, yeah, I don't know anything. You just get a football, surely. Hundred. Does it have to be directly for activity, or could I use yeah. it for future activity? Uh, you you can you can use it for future activity. Yeah. You can I'll save do. up for save up for some kit. You can uh, you you can pay for whatever it is you want. It doesn't have to be fitness related. You know, say you you yeah. benefit from a sports massage every month. Yeah, I would pay for one of those. I would do a course of some sort, like a like a day with someone. I'd pay for their time. Yeah, but you couldn't something. be at, yeah, but you couldn't be at the gym. I don't have to be. That's fine. Who, who's uh, who's top of your list of someone you'd like to sit down and have a, have a chat with? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Shout them out. I would love to sit down with Charles Poliquin again, but he's dead. <laughs> but Not ideal. I don't think I'd get very far with £100, to be honest. We can't, we can't, we can't get him on the podcast. Okay, so fine. Hypothetically, uh, yeah. just 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 give me give me the name of, uh, of someone you want to sit down with. Even if it's £100, probably won't get you far. You're right. I wouldn't mind sitting down with Tom Hibbert at Winning, Strel- Winning Health Strength or Winning Strength Solutions. Um, I haven't seen him in a long time, and it'd be good to sit down with him and, and chat. There we go. Get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Come say hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So Andy's saving up for a couple of months. Um, I don't maybe know. A few months. Yeah, maybe a few months. I don't know how expensive this, this bloke is, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, I don't know what he's going to charge to come on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Will, will he settle for a cup of coffee? Yeah. That's my question. Good cup of coffee. A good cup of coffee. <laughs> that what you're spending your hundred quid? Wow, I'm just trying to think. Mm. Um... Oh, I don't know if I know. What? To do with fitness? Mm-hmm. Health, fitness, taking care of yourself. Like, it can be whatever you want. I'll probably go on, like, some cooking courses. Cooking courses? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything... What? Oh, what did you say? She needs to. <laughs> cooking... No, I'm a great cook. Yeah. I would just like to expand my repertoire. Nice. Lovely. What, yeah. what, what's something you'd love to learn how to cook? Um, well, I love baking. So, mm. like, a good loaf. Like bread, yeah. Like they, Borough Market do some really cool courses where you can like go and make donuts or like croissants or Mm. like 
learn to do like loaves of bread and stuff that's what I would love nice. some of the good stuff yeah. I'd just go mm. see Jonna exactly <laughs> got a got a Hoxton Hoxton Bakehouse so there's, <laughs> there's the shout out you want in Guildford um, again, what would if you it, do if they want to give us some loaves of bread yeah <laughs> and we'll eat them we, on the podcast we won't be mad yeah exactly everyone can enjoy it's like that scene from Ratatouille when yeah. the bread's just crunching <laughs> mm, it's the sound <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what am I spending my money on? Well, I'm, if I'm talking about things I do spend money on, um, I already spend about 40 quid on basketball. Um, nice. And that's not including like transport there and back and everything, yeah. obviously, you know, uh, especially away games. I played Southampton last week, which was an hour and a half down there. That was, that was a rough game. On a Friday night. Tom. Yeah, exactly. For Friday night as well. That was horrendous. Um, what would I want to spend money on? Um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably something like that. Um, I like I like some gym gums. I won't lie. I was going to say oh, gym oh, shot. Oh my god! I could have said that. <laughs> although I've already you bought could. the whole. You spent more than hundred pound on bloody one hundred pounds. One one pair of leggings. Yeah, exactly. Job done. <laughs> We're there. Um, I probably I, and it's something I really want to get into. Um, Steroids. Um, <laughs> just basic, just basic stuff, man. You know, <laughs> test, test, uh, D ball. <laughs> um, yeah, probably roids. Um, and um, uh, no, I'm looking to start some um, um, MMA classes. Oh, nice! They got, oh. they got a gym for it in, in, yeah, yeah, in Guildford, it. actually. So, um, so yeah, I want to learn how to kick the shit out of some That's people. Um, Max, I just I love it how we can we just all appreciate that Max tries his hand at any, any sport. Hundred percent. Like we took Max weightlifting, he, does he it. just like got stuck in. Yeah. And like wants... Andy took him football as well, and he was like just get stuck in. Now he I just love wants to sit on his face. Exactly. That's, that's the one. No judgment. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred no, percent. I think again. I that, love that. That kind of translates to my my attitude towards sport is very much. Standard. Yeah, I think. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 think I can go into these sports and I have the advantage of just being in pretty good nick. Yeah. Mm. So I'm. Yeah. Fairly quick. I'm fairly strong. Yeah. Good reach for MMA. Yeah, exactly. Keep them two meters away. Yeah. All times. Um. So I think that is an advantage, which maybe makes me more inclined to trying these new things. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which I'm aware isn't something that necessarily everyone has because again it comes back to what we were talking about earlier when it came to rugby players and basketball players of. Mm if you are physically in the right sort of shape for something mm. then you're going to probably enjoy it a bit more um, just being fit is probably going to lend itself to, to trying out any new sport I suppose yeah which is why I think everyone should do some form of strength training so I think it has a carryover to so many exactly areas yeah. sports within your I daily so. life or like trying new skills yeah. trying new sports For me, it, it can sp- have such a huge carryover you should be taught in schools period yeah. Yeah. E- even just improving your proprioception so knowing well, yeah. knowing like, where well, your ass is from your tip, your tip. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I picked that I picked it, Jinx buy me a coat that's honestly the expression I just picked up from you and I've, I've, I've not let it go um, but 100% just yeah. training training in a gym will make you more coordinated and you you have to know what you're trying to use in yeah. certain movements and For you'll real. be better at new sports that you want to try go try out I'm, not, I'm trying to think of a niche sport now. Powerlifting. Uh, curling. Horse riding. Powerlifting. <laughs> okay. Powerlifting. Powerlifting. Don't try that one. That's no, the only no, one no. you should try. No, absolutely not. Unless you, want, unless you want to be broken in seven different places at once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My client earlier, I tried to, he goes, so what do you do, Natalie? I said, weightlifting. It's like three movements. Mm. I was like, oh, sorry, two movements, but powerlifting is three. And he was like, oh, okay. 
And he was like, what? So you pick it up and like, one, two, three. But yours is one, two. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> we don't hitch. I was like, oh, yeah. Two, two. If that's what you think, then that's fine. Mm. <laughs> that's funny. With an increased cost of living crisis, do you think it's harder to eat healthy? That's a good question. And not even cost of living crisis. You know, you could have, you could say the same for five years ago. Not yeah. that things were much you know cheaper what? then, but harder still. to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything everything has gone up, hasn't it? So yeah. I think the the junk food or like, okay, sorry, politically correct, higher calorie or lower, yeah, yeah. Low, not as uh, nutritionally rich <laughs> foods. Mm. That that has also increased the same way as like fruit and vegetables have so i think everything has gone up i don't think specifically people always say this oh um like fruit and vegetables and healthy food is so much more expensive but i don't think it actually is it's not the the, so i think the pre-made pre-made stuff stuff if you go to uh, whatever and get some pre-made meals or dumplings or whatever it is it's all going to be more expensive than it would be if you bought the raw ingredient itself but people are lazy and don't like cooking so I was going to say so maybe they need to spend that £100 on cooking lessons yeah (laughs) yeah exactly Life skills, life skills. Shout out to everyone. Go on a cookery course. Grow your own veg. Yeah, yeah, Just don't come on my one with the croissants. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's getting into spring. Start growing your potatoes. No, but I think, like, even if you're looking at fruit and vegetables, you can go and, if you're you're fine, if you're, like, really struggling with that, go and get some um, frozen stuff. We always have some frozen vegetables in the fridge. Yeah, it lasts longer, so you're not going to be throwing away stuff. Hmm. Um, People need to eat less anyway. They eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think like frozen stuff, some like tin stuff, if you want as well. Um, you don't have to eat Thing gourmet. Is, like I, I speak to some of my clients and like they talk about like the, the cost of living crisis, food's getting harder, but then they still have like three meals out a week and like two takeaways. Yeah, a bottle like, of wine yeah. a night. It's like, mate, you're spending <laughs> so much money on these nights out. And I get yeah. that social life is a big part of like being happy as well. So I get that, but oh man, we live in Surrey. We're all right. The cost of living here is not so bad compared to like other areas. And so I think this weighs around a lot of things. It's just prioritizing what you think is important and your health bloody is. Cost of living, mate. It's the most expensive pint in the country. Exactly. Well, we saw, yeah. we saw yeah. when England playing France and we were out in the pub. Fucking yeah. hell, people were spending so much money on drink. That's what all my clients say is not only do they not feel good when they come back from a night out, but then they also talk about the sheer amount of money they spend when they go on these things. If you, it comes back to if you really want something, you will find the money for it. And mm-hmm. if it comes to taking the money away from yeah. those big nights out and spending all that money on alcohol, go on your night out. If you don't drink, you will save yourself a fortune. Yeah. Um, and then where you reallocate that money is obviously up to you. And if you want to invest it in your health, invest it in your health. Yeah. You might save the NHS. Potentially, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think if you if you have treatment on the NHS, you should get a receipt for how much it would have cost you. Yeah, if it wasn't oh for my percent Oh my gosh! Just I, and you know what? It's a good point because, like, sorry, I'm also like fed up of people saying NHS are crap. It's like go elsewhere, you'll realise how good they are and like how mm. much it costs for like these medical things. If we didn't have the NHS, we'd be stuffed. Yeah, hundred percent, zero zero doubt in my mind as well. Coming back to where I allocated my money and where I was talking about spending on sport, I didn't factor in. I spend money on basketball. I also spend some money on some supplements, yeah, and I'm sure yeah. you guys too do do as well. Mm-hmm. What are your 
essentials if you're if you're buying supplements. Horny goat weed. What? <laughs> Have you not seen that one? What is that? <laughs> I don't even know what it does. Um, I, don't I think know, maybe what it says on the tin. But I kind of want to find out. I won't lie. <laughs> they sell it at Holland and Barrett. It's in the penny cell. <laughs> <laughs> what supplements would I get? Yeah. Um, I think a ways or a version of uh, protein is really important for convenience. So that tends yeah. to be in our cupboards quite a lot. But I yeah. think for the majority of people, having a multivit is quite good so that you can get mm-hmm. your essentials. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's loads out there on creatine and its benefits most research supplement especially if you're training hard um, but other than that not so many vit- vitamin D3 because yeah. there's not much of that going on um, sun if you can't see but um, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much where I go with it a lot, a lot of it gets excreted and it's wasteful so I'm not that big on it I but. actually um, I used to take a multivit but I I don't anymore I don't take any supplements yeah Mm. Um, I just try and yeah get it through my food. Yeah. Um, I might have a protein shake for convenience, but that's like that's about it. As much yeah. as I'll go with with supplements. Yeah, ditto. I'm I'm on the complete same page. I mean, it's mm. nice to have some uh, some uniformity to our opinion. But yeah, yeah. I, I I supplement with a protein shake for convenience. I probably have one a day. Um, a scoop of creatine and I take a multivit and yeah. that's that's literally yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and obviously all all, all the um, all the test and the D ball and uh, anabolics. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot about, that. What about all the needles I've got in the cupboard um, and the sheer number of uh, little holes I've got in my ass as well. It's just it's honestly ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, you've already you've already touched on it as well, but sort of talking about food and the cost of it you're talking about frozen mm-hmm. and canned and organic and pre-made and special dietary and local any any of these buzzwords triggering to you or do you do they do they like touch a nerve or, or do they some of those make a lot of sense to you and you think yes that's something which you need to prioritize in um, your food? uh well, local, I might go to when I go and get um, kilos food <laughs> from, the, from the local farm shop, yeah. then I'll pick up some local bits from there. But I wouldn't go to Tesco and get like, I, I don't know, local stuff. <laughs> I guess that's just from everywhere. I think where you can like shop local, if you see stuff in the, in like your local markets, I yeah. always think that stuff tastes so so good, and it always I always feel like their fruit and veg is bigger there as well. Yeah. Um, I but think seasonal is I think local, but also seasonal. Yeah, seasonal like make use is of good. Season. Mm. Um, organic yeah. and like I don't I don't do all organic. <laughs> so I just wonder, okay, how organic is that? Yeah. Like, is it going to make a huge difference? And to also, me? Like, I don't know. We know that there's guidelines to what you can brand as organic. So it's like they had one blade of organic grass or whatever it is and now it's branded organic yeah. so yeah. there's a lot of marketing that goes into a lot of these yeah. but like going back to canned food it's like one of these things that's like you know on a spectrum people are like oh it's just canned food it can't be that healthy but a lot of it is convenient and also quite healthy and tends to be a lot cheaper and has a long shelf life so when you talk yeah. about cost of living you know a can of beans it's great like poor man's food you're actually living and you're having your proteins your fibers your carbohydrates mm. you should stock your your cupboards with them you shouldn't I go think- oh we we have a mixture yeah. at home, but I always oh some something that I do buy that's quite good, roast chickens. I always have to have a good chicken. You can yeah. taste that. If but. you're gonna get a, make sure you get a good one. <laughs> like, um, a- but that's it. Like we buy some canned stuff, we buy some fresh stuff, we buy some frozen. 
Um, I think it's good. Yeah, it's good to have a balance. It's good to have a balance if you can. But I For try sure. and stay away from like the buzzwords of like. Yeah. I don't know if it's you realise how much you can pay for those things as well, like it, the fair yeah. trade, well, everything, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you can you can pay for there's like vegan society approved again. That yeah. costs money. I know. Like every, every, every label they want to put on it. The on funniest your food. is um, yeah, costs. I saw the other day it was um, gluten free oats. <laughs> it's like nah. Surely not. No way. And they're all like I don't know. You could probably put a stamp on a carrot and be like gluten-free carrot and then put another <laughs> pound on it like honestly or detox food carrot mm. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not not one for the buzzwords that's the stuff um thing i wanted to finish with is a little bit of a a, a, a bright spell uh, as he says as the sun gently <laughs> caresses <laughs> his face yeah exactly <laughs> I'm living, it's the golden hour right now folks when we're recording uh, <laughs> is uh is is a client of the week and oh, yes. I think I think if we try and pitch all of our clients, we don't we don't know each other's clients as well as we should. You know, we're the ones that spend all the time. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think we should all each week highlight someone mm. okay, that's, that's doing particularly nice. well. We're gonna be releasing every couple of weeks on yeah. the podcast ballpark. So I think that gives us a nice amount of time to show uh, some appreciation for mm. who's stepping up, who's coming in and getting it done. Mm. So you two can begin. Who's who's the one person and you can only have one. One of each person. One from one from each of us, um, I think. Yeah, that's the only fair way to do it. Otherwise, we're all going to be biased towards our own clients. Yeah, I think my client of the, I'm going to say month because of when this was written. Yeah. But my client <laughs> of the week is Renee. Um, yeah. Reason being, you know, fifties, five kids, recently gone skiing, recently hit her body transformation, gone carnival. It's just like a real inspiration. Also, someone who has like scoliosis and troubles with like a lower back pain. She's gone through all of that, prioritized her health and then hit the results. So for me, mm. Rini? Um, my client of the week is my client, Howard. For <laughs> bringing his t-shirt. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's a bit of a legend. I love it how he turns up twice a week, every single week. He always turns up early to warm up. He's ready to go every session. Whatever I give him, he doesn't fuss or anything. He just cracks on and does it and I love that and everyone should be more Howard. So, more Howard. yeah. I love that. Howard. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 go, I'll give mine to Dave. Yeah. He's been, he's hit some massive, massive PBs in terms of weight he's shifting. But it's not just that, it's that he's had some, some tough life things going on uh, recently and the gym has kind of been the solace for him mm. and he's not let the things which would stop a lot of people from coming into the gym and training getting in his way. He views it as, you know, uh, like a sanctuary, uh, coming in, working on himself, taking an hour, you know, away from busy work schedule, you mm-hmm. know, tough life things going on mm. and just coming in, smashing it, getting it done and seeing it a great result. Yeah, Can I just say, weight is shifting. It's not that he's dropping weight. He is, oh, yeah. he is lifting. And also I love this client of the week. Like I yeah. feel like maybe clients are going to start turning up a little bit more. Sure. I don't exactly. know. <laughs> Potentially, but it, there is a few that I had in my head there, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready time. for this. Yeah, yeah, you clients better work hard. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. What about like bad client of the week? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's just anyone that's leaving, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> leaving what, anyone that goes on holiday for a long time. 
well, yeah that's great love that there we go bosh well thank you guys so much for listening to the more than muscle podcast follow us on all the things even though andy's off social media oh. but oh but yeah he's, he's, maybe he's, next episode he'll be he's allegedly off. coming back so pt yeah. andy palides pt nat sylvester max dodd fitness uh we have a new coach as yes. well who i think you we think need we to should get touch her on, on here absolutely she'll be coming soon she'll be she'll be having a chat with you guys uh hattie uh yeah. what is hattie social i don't, don't know, know. For the i feel like at hattie fitness <laughs> <laughs> go on the more than muscle ltd yeah. page and she'll be on there as well she's fantastic um and thank you guys for listening we will catch you yes. in the next one good Bye. to be back